Hey guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sportscast, and we are presented by the Fanboys. Takes. See how long it takes. Come on. All right, guys, I'm back. <laughs> it usually takes me a second when I do all that. So it's a little run, <laughs> little running joke we have here at College Sportscast. <laughs> all right, guys. So here at College Sportscast, we have a special guest with us tonight. Um, we have Blake Lane with us from the Up Tempo podcast, and we appreciate Blake being on with us. Hey, Blake, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys uh, letting me jump in here and, and join you uh, tonight. Uh, I'm, I can't wait to talk about Auburn sports, uh, the, the whole rundown. <laughs> I'm extremely excited. Well, so that's what we plan on doing since we have you on tonight. We kind of thought we'd go through baseball, football, basketball, yeah. And, uh, you know, and just kind of do a, a rundown of Auburn sports and War Dam Eagle, I guess. War Dam. Hey, <laughs> you, you hey, I'm not, I, you know, I don't say that too often. I'm not an Auburn <laughs> fan, all right? But, so since, since, we, since, since we got started, uh, you know, since Jason jumped in right as we got jumped, or as we got started. So we got Jason down here. Jason uh, is a former. Yep. Ole Miss basketball player back in the early 2000s. Love that. Um, right. So, yeah, so this is Jason Harrison. We got Blake Lane right over here. Yep, there we go, yep. Blake Lane. Of course, John Roberts. John Roberts. And then Brad Harvey. And so. Brad Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We didn't have that, the That's who we got on with trees, us tonight. But, so here we are. We're here. <laughs> right here on the show anyway. You know. So, so Jason you is uh, – uh, He's having a little trouble logging on each minute. It lets him log on after I start the show for some reason, and that's the reason why he always is jumping in right as the show is coming on. So, um, But we can't figure out. I mean, I send him the same email that I send to John, and John doesn't have an issue, but Jason does, and I don't really understand <clears throat> what's going I don't, on. I don't. But. I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Hey, but I'm, a, I'm just glad I'm back, man. I haven't seen you guys in a minute. It yeah. looks like I've made a good show again. Great Good, time man. Well, always. just to give you guys an update with Jason, Jason is coaching AAU basketball, and that's hmm. the reason why he's been missing a few shows here and there with us. And, um, you know, he's he's been in Dallas, I think, a, a couple of weekends and stuff like that and coaching AAU basketball. And that's probably going to go on at least through May, 1st of June, mid-June, something like that, mid-June, the AAU basketball. I, I, I get a little break. I get a little break in June. Yeah, yeah, I coached AAU basketball middle school, wasn't high school, it was middle school, but I did boys and girls for a few years down in Pensacola, um, South Alabama mm-hmm. area as well. So just so you know, Blake, I lived in Gulf Shores for almost six years, yeah. five five plus years, five and a half years. 
So yeah. I do have a whole lot of friends that are Bama and Roll Tide friends, both. I have both. Yeah. Um, you know, because <laughs> I live down there. And there's a yeah. actually in, in Gulf Shores, you know, because people move there from everywhere. There are so many. There's mm-hmm. like LSU fans. There's Mississippi, yeah, LSU Mississippi yeah. State fans. There's yeah, Auburn right. fans. There's Bama fans. There's, I mean, Florida fans. Every, you know, everywhere. I, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's unreal down there. You will meet just a SEC school. Will meet fans of that SEC school down there. That's just the way it is. You yeah. guys, you guys know that uh, Mike Leach. Uh, he said that his favorite bar, his favorite place to go, they asked him in an interview, they said, uh, give us one place that you could spend a weekend. And he said, uh, I'm going to go down to Orange Beach, Alabama, and go to the floor of Bama. And, yeah, so, uh, and that, was why, yep. that was why he was at, uh, he was yeah, at Washington floor State. Bama. I've been there several times. Yeah. I've been there. It's yeah. a cool place. Yep. Yep. It really is. A lot of fun. And it's right on the beach. That's yep. a fact. Yep. Yeah, right nice. on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's that's right. So what are we, we going to start with, here? John? We're going to hey, start go ahead with and get the most, baseball, the most, basketball. Let's, start with the, let's start with the most recent news with the, some of the basketball stuff. We got transfer hmm. portal news going on. Uh, guys transferring out of Auburn. We can do uh, guys, you know, people that are – hopeful for a bunch of people that are coming in, you know, or that could come in because of uh, maybe the mass exodus of North Carolina or uh, of other places in the, uh... is Walker Kessler coming back? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> you said North Carolina just oh, made me say it. I'm I did. Sorry. There's like five of them leaving North Carolina. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Well. I just, I was, I was so, just messing with you on the Walker Kessler stuff. But yeah, but uh, <laughs> well, we do have a few guys that are that are transferring out or put their name in the uh, in the portal uh, from from Auburn. And uh, Blake, why don't you talk to us about those guys? Uh, yeah, man. So today uh, we find out that Yoan Treor uh, is entering the portal. Uh, he was the five star recruit. Uh, was once uh, headed to LSU to uh, join Will Wade. Will Wade loses his job and he commits to Bruce Pearl. And uh, Man, let's be honest, things just never got off the ground. Uh, he, he just never uh, found his role. And uh, there was a couple times where he did get in this season, and it just looked like the lights were just too bright. Um, it, it just looked like there was no confidence there. Uh, I'll be honest with you, the one thing that, that kind of got to me is when he would when he would get in the paint, man, it's just like there, there was nothing there. Uh, it, it, it rebounding, like like he just didn't want to body anybody up. Uh, he wanted to stay out on the wing a lot of the times, and and it, then he started shooting a three ball, and I'm like, big fella, that's not your game, all right? It, you're six ten, six eleven. You get down in that paint and you bang, and uh, things just never got going, and. Uh, and then Chance, he got the he got the the knee injury. Uh, they went they right. went over to Israel and and played there. And he was the highly touted prospect out from Arizona and everything. And uh, he was the four star recruit. And and he showed a lot of promise in Israel. Uh, and then 
he gets the knee injury right before the season. He has surgery, and then he just never got back right, man. And and the thing that stuck out with me with Chance is when they played Memphis. Uh, Chance Chance got a little run in that game, and you could just tell something was off, man. Uh, I don't know if the knee injury was still lingering, uh, but he couldn't handle the basketball. Uh, his his shots were just, man. He he pulled up in the Memphis game and let go of a three, and I thought he broke the glass. <laughs> I remember that. I remember and, that. Yeah, and I said, that, I said "Is that hey, bad said, of a brick?" It, it was bad, and I, yeah. I said, "Hey, they need to sit this guy down. All right, they just need to shut it down. Something's something's just not there." And they do. Bruce sits him down. He's done for the year. He's not going to play for the rest of the year. And the weird thing that come out of Auburn this past week was that he was coming back. And BP said that he sat down and and they discussed everything. And Chance said, hey, I'm going to come back. And then apparently from last night to this morning, he decides to transfer. So uh, I'm – that one shocked me a little bit. Um, Especially after they had kind of said that he was coming back. That you know, they released a hype video about it. And right. That's kind of what I mean. He was riding the bike, and some people are saying he rode it straight out of town. You know, so like, <laughs> I no chance, no chance. <laughs> no I don't, chance. Uh, that's right. I don't really get it, man. Like, uh, I I just don't. The transfer portal and NIL did that. Did that really change his decision? Is he trying to go back out west, or, or is like uh, I know Devin Cambridge? Where, where is he from? Arizona. He's from Arizona. He's from. I can Arizona. see that. I, I mean, Cambridge I, I, went I, out and I, played I, with his little brother. So exactly, and yeah. and so yeah. I don't. It was just a weird timing, man. But honestly, if you're an Auburn fan, I, I'll be straight up with you guys, like. I'm not really worried about it because you got zero production from from either one of those dudes, and so you know I, I think a lot of Auburn fans were putting their their chips in the Chance Westry basket, and you you got limited production from him. Like uh, he didn't play the last 25 games, so I don't know well, why you're well, the in basketball. Such a panic at that. The basketball world has changed a little bit, and you're gonna have. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what team you are and no matter, you know, you're going to have a little attrition, you know, um, mm-hmm. as far as the roster goes. And more than likely, no matter what happens, you're going to have at least one or two players transfer out. Um, yep. and, and that doesn't, you know, that's not a knock on anybody's program or anything like that whatsoever. Now, you know, if you have a mass exodus, you know, and you have five, six, seven players transferring out, then you might have an issue. But, you know, one, two, or three players transferring out is probably going to be the norm for, for most teams, yep. I would think. Absolutely. I, 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 I'll, I'll be straight up with you. Adding on to the chance thing real quick, guys, is, is um, you know, I think BP needs to attack the portal and find shooters. And and I'll be yes. honest with you, uh, th- that was their downfall this year was they couldn't shoot the basketball. You just answered my question. I was just about yeah. to ask you. Um, 
being that um, you, you, you've been so closely tied with the Auburn basketball watching, what mm-hmm. was the main factor in this team's uneasy? I know me and John talked about it all the time, and I think you just hit it right on the head. Mm-hmm. Auburn really couldn't shoot the ball. Nope. They really couldn't shoot the ball. Now, they can make That's shots, right. but they couldn't shoot the ball like those successful teams that they had in the past. And, right. That's my question. And- that that that's that's the nail on the head, man. As you go from watching somebody like Bryce Brown uh, and Jared Harper, and and you know Samir Dowdy, Samir Dowdy. I mean, he was a special one, man. And and you know mm-hmm. one thing about it is like uh, you look in the tournament, man, and you're always gonna see the, the like the final four teams, man. Look at San Diego State. What do they have? Six four. Six three. All right, their guards six four, six three. Size, all right? you, size, man. You look uh, at at, at uh, Wong from Miami. All right, those guys down there, they're big, man. Their guard play is elite. Uh, you you got you got to have guys that can shoot the basketball. And Wendell Green Jr. I, I love him to death, man. He's a heck of a player, but uh, it's just uh. The little Kansas State yard now made a heck of a run. Now you have to say that. Well, so, well, well mean, you know, I'm a little guard. It doesn't he, mean that you can't he, be small. It just oh, means that it's not going to be 100%. I just wanted to throw that <laughs> out there. That's well, he all. He did say Harper. Harper was a smaller guard. He could hit from the parking lot. He could hit from the parking lot. That's the difference is that he could he could hit shots from as soon as he crossed the uh, midcourt stripe that he exactly. was in range. And, 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 I'm a fan, and I'm a fan, and, and I think me and John, because, like, I really – I'm in depth with the SEC basketball. Mm-hmm. But he just didn't do it for me in the last three minutes of the game for Auburn. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was going to try to do a little bit too much yep. and, and cause Auburn to – I thought he showed his mid-major side of him by driving in a lot and trying to force and get fouls. Yep. In the SEC, you're not getting that. You're not yep. getting that at all. You got to make – I feel like he should have made more plays. Uh, but, yeah, man, he, sometimes he was good. But a lot of times he was bad mm-hmm. down the right. stretch. Especially the turnovers and everything like that because there was – some. There was during the dry stretches that Auburn had all those, you know, those five, ten-minute stretches where they just couldn't score a basket – anybody but the uh the he would have just some mind-boggling turnovers in that stretch as well it didn't really help the fact that Man. that 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 we couldn't hit a shot either yeah. so it was just one of those you, you know guys like one thing that kills me with Auburn man is um the the the, the final plays in games too uh, like you know, <laughs> we have nothing drawn up, and and it, and like like all of you mentioned, the Wendell Green stuff. Uh, you know, go, going going to the basket and everything, and and then uh, I forget what game it was, but he went he went to the basket. He pulled up and had like a little eighteen footer, and he decides to fade away, and he just clanks it back iron. Uh, and then the the Tennessee game, man, you got you, know, you take a three like you settle for a three last year at Florida. They didn't even get a shot off, and you had Jabari Smith Jr. on your team. Uh, how the ball is not in Ten's hands at that time, I have no idea. 
uh, I just right now, man, there's some things that need to be addressed. And uh, I think Bruce has to attack the portal. And I also think Bruce needs to find a way to keep Jalen Williams at Auburn. Yes. In my opinion, that is you a gotta guy. turn him into a killer. You gotta turn him into a, an assassin. And that, he's he wants to give the ball up too much. He wants to pass too more. And I'm it's like, not, well, you gotta take that shot. Just take it. It's not his personality. That's the thing. Hey, you gotta turn hey, him into an assassin. Hey, but but the old saying is if you didn't bite as a pup, you're not gonna bite as a big dog. Yep. Yeah. It's just as how it goes, man. <laughs> right. It's how it, yeah. it has to be in you. Great yep. player, but then so I what's think, what's Bruce Pearl's class look like? He's got coming in this one time. one recruit. They have Aiden Holloway, the McDonald's All American point guard. I'm watching that. I'm watching the game right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the uh, game right now. Trying yeah, to see, he's trying a to dog. See. Yeah, he's a dog. Uh, but uh, that, that's why I'm saying that they have to go to the portal and and attack the portal really hard. Um, and uh, and and get shooters, man. That that's Auburn's look. You're gonna have Jonah Broom return. Uh, we saw what he's he's made of down low. Uh, Got to really? work on the. Got to work on the free throw shooting. Yes, a troll. I mean, <laughs> yeah, guys, I hear it, but you know, that was big, a bad, it's, that was a bad game. But the whole the whole team was when, bad. When a when a big when a big is a bad free throw shooter, it's pretty hard. I mean, he might be able to improve by five or eight percent, maybe oh, if he works Brad. really hard. No, but Brad, he is not Shaquille O'Neal with massive hands. Yeah, he is gonna, not that. He's not yeah. an overly big guy. Yep. Bigger guys now. Bigger guys are not shooting better more than ever. But he is about what six eight, six eight or nine, nine. something like that. But yeah, that, I mean, he, he is no reason you should have almost 10, 11, 12 missed free throws in a deciding. It's incident. about mechanics. You're you're a ball player. You know that. It's, it's about it, mechanics. It's, it's, no, it's about repetition. It's about well, telling the gym and shoot because look, you can't fix nothing at 20, 21, 22. All you can do yep. is get the reps up. Reps. How hard is it to go in the gym? But you gotta have the mechanics and then get the reps up. He was the number one big man transfer mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. yeah, he had to know. He's he he's very he's not the most athletic. He has decent skill and a good touch, good footwork, going mm-hmm. over that right shoulder. You can't tell me, and I know exactly unless he stays off campus, because I've been down there. The gym <laughs> is right across the street yep. from where they stay. You know, I mean, in walking distance, there's no reason for him not, especially in the SEC now. They have these uh finger either him fingerprint or a key card to get in. Yep. I'm going to shoot. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen. I'm not going for that, Brad. He has to make free throws. You when you have to when you when you're getting fouled at the rate he was getting fouled, he has to still now. I'm not just gonna harp on him. The whole team yep. is free throw. Yeah, but I mean it's he missed it the wasn't just broom, like, that's for sure. Just like he wasn't just green, but those two players have the ball in their hands yep. at the end of the game. If you're not going to be able to make free throws or good decisions, you don't need the ball in your hands. And I can just only imagine 
what the Auburn faithful thought about all year when they lost those close games. And and you guys know, you go back and turn the film on against West Virginia, all right? You lose a one-possession basketball game. You have two guys, two veteran guys. You have KD Johnson step to the line, all right? He has a chance to sink both free throws. To tie the game up, he misses. All right, then you have Jalen Williams step to the line. He has the same opportunity. He misses. All right, collectively as a team, Auburn can't shoot free throws. And I and I told people uh, when the, when they made the NCAA tournament, I said what is going to kill this team is free throw shooting. And you put up you put up forty one points on Houston. That was a team that that averaged. They gave up fifty five points a game. All right, I know they don't play the, first half. The same first half forty one points. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, I know they don't play the same competition as everybody else, but to only give up 55 points a game in college basketball is insane. Uh, and yeah. and you put up 41, and, you know, you come out and you make four shots in the second half, uh, that, that's uncalled for. And then, you know, like like we said, they started fouling Joe Nye just, just straight up. I mean, it, they were doing it on purpose at that point. It was happening. Yeah, I mean, they were, yeah, absolutely. They and, went and to the line. They went to the line 25, 30 times in the second half alone. Yep. And and you could see every time Joe Nye got fouled in the second half, his head said, his head just dropped. And he said, oh, no. All right, because now uh, you go from playing in front of 9,000 people at, at Auburn, uh, now you're playing in front of 22, 24,000 people. And, you know, so, I mean, it's just – it's different, man. It's different. Um, and and Auburn has to collectively, as a team, man, get better shooting free throws. And, uh, you know, and Jalen Williams, you got to step up and be a dog, man. you gotta, you got to have that killer instinct. And I said it before the season started. Uh, my co-host, Dustin, he asked me, he said, Blake, who's your, who's your guy this year? And – I said, it's got to be Jalen. I think he's the best player on the team, but is he going to show it? And ultimately, down the stretch, Alan Flanagan is the one who showed it. He's more uh, and, of a dog. He's just the yep. – but the uh, – you know, I mean – But now I as, think you know, the Flanagans overall shooter. have all all been like that. Well, right, but it's still he was more of – It's just a trait that, they have. That, that bulldog type player. Right. And that's yeah. what he's been his entire career. Yep. I and think whether that. he's – whether he – put the production up there or not, you know, whether he had, you know, the points or anything like that, he still was always getting after it. And that's I, no doubt. Yeah. I, I actually grew up with the Flanagans because really? they're from Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. And so yeah. I grew up and I played for Coach Flanagan in high school. He coached me. Al was the one who got the height. Like everybody's mm-hmm. six foot, six one. Al is legit six six eight six six. Arms. Yeah. Legit, I'm talking about it's amazing. I'm talking about from from his growth all the way up. Mm-hmm. But I think what hurt him was when he got hurt. <clears throat> yep. Now he's just he was just coming into form towards the end. Now, like I said, if I'm gonna talk about it, I gotta talk about it. Al went missing a lot throughout the year, but mm-hmm. this this latter part of the season, he started to come on. I thought mm-hmm. that Bruce Pearl should have drew more things for him. Instead of Wendell Green, you know, even though I'm a little biased because th- those are my guys, but when you have a, a, a dynamic wing, an athletic wing that can either draw uh, a double team or find the mm-hmm. right people to find, you have to allow him to be a playmaker and take that off of Green. I think my Green biggest is- problem with 
with Wendell Green is he is one of those that's, that's a ball-dominant player. That's, that's Bruce Pearl. That's Bruce Pearl for you. He yeah. gives the PGs the keys to the entire kingdom. But he's but he's a pounder. He's a ball-dominant player. Think he, about, you know think about I mean? his he guards he had. Have, the last three guards yeah. he had, from Will yeah. to Sharif to Jack. Those were balls. Like Jason, when you Jason, when you played, you you were a distributor. You, you distributed a lot. You yes, know what I mean? I'm, like I you were that, looking I'm for old, people. I'm, I'm the old. I'm the old yeah, PG. There, 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 there's yeah. a new PG. Yeah. Yep. Remember, yep. the game yeah. has changed. Yeah. The game has changed, yeah. Brad. Yeah. Yeah. The game has changed, I, Brad. I know. I'm, 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 I'm just <laughs> bringing it up changed. and talking about it. And Green <laughs> is one of those ball dominant players. But that's Bruce Pearl's system. Yep, exactly. He wants, he wants a dominant point guard that's an extension of him to yes. drive, draw, and kick. But see, exactly. here's the here's the thing too is that while while Green is the extension of him, I mean, there were multiple times where Green is having to get the instruction from Bruce versus kind of knowing what Bruce wants mm. when he walks that's through. True. He was getting that instruction because he had to be, you know, instructed each time going down versus, you know, again, being somebody who understood like a Samir Dowdy and, and, and Jared Harper, those guys knew what Bruce wanted without having Bruce could just roll the ball out and just go, go because they know he, they understood what it was that Bruce wanted. Yeah, man. I Green has to be instructed every time he has the ball. He has to kind of get wrangled in, and that's that's the difference, basically. But like right I said, I don't think his his decision making was good at all. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce, all he's always calling out plays and stuff, right? But like like we all said, when you don't have shooting in space, when you don't have a, a good league guard make good decisions. Everything looks bad because now everyone to me they got frustrated as well. They got frustrated, and when they, whoever got the ball was like, you know what, I'm gonna make the play. I'm gonna make the play. You're right. Katie did that, you know. You you wanna know another yeah. thing that killed Auburn fellas? Uh and and look, he's a great defender. Uh I, I'm I'm glad he chose Auburn man. I, I loved watching him play both years he was here. Uh but Zep Jasper. Yeah, Not he had zero, zero offense, all defense. And let me tell you something yeah. that that absolutely. Hey, when a team when a team guards you like Russell Westbrook, all right, hey, you're, <laughs> it, it's it's four v five. It's four v five. Yeah, yeah. You, you, right. When when they know you're not going to shoot the basketball. Yeah. And then yeah. when you do shoot it, you're not going to shoot it at a high percentage. All right, right. So, it, right. It it literally was okay. So Auburn, when Auburn played Mississippi State, Auburn, Mississippi State couldn't hit the broadside of the barn yep. anywhere from a mid-range shot out. Yep. Auburn, all they did that was, was pack the paint. They packed the yep. paint. That was said, Mississippi okay, State. I, I get that. <laughs> what we're saying is that Auburn didn't have to to defend, didn't have to stretch their defense yep. out with them. When when Zepp Jasper was in the game. If he had the ball, they could go and defend the other four guys, and they could let Zet walk right in if they wanted to. But once you know, once you lure him in, then you can trap him. You know, so it was they. He wasn't going to hit the shot from outside, at least not at a high, not at a high enough clip that they were, 
you know, where they needed to to go out and actually defend them. They'd let them take that shot all day. There was a point in that right. Mississippi State game that as an Auburn fan, I mean, I'm yelling at the at the TV just saying, don't worry about them out there. Let them shoot that. Who cares? They're not going to hit it, you know. Don't 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 stretch your defense out to them. Let them let them come to you because they can't do anything. That's what all the other defenses were doing against Zep. So you, you know that's <laughs> the game. That's the game that uh, it, look we won the basketball game, but Mississippi yeah. State gave everybody the blueprint on how to defend Auburn. Okay, Correct. and what did they do in the second half? Mississippi State trapped Wendell Green Jr. as soon as he come across the timeline. Right, right. and that's what they, and that's what that's what A uh, and M did immediately. Right immediately, and they and, gave him the blueprint. Buzz yes. Williams said, "Hey, look, watch this." All right, yeah. because guess what? Because guess what? What does Texas A and M have? What does Mississippi State have? They have six three, six four Link, guards, right? length at the Link. guard position. And when Wendell, yeah. who is five ten. All right, he steps across, he picks up his dribble, he's toast. It's done. You, yeah. it, there's nothing you can do. You can't and, pick up your dribble if you're a point guard, man. And, you just can't do it. It's just uh, that was the blueprint, man. And so I, I, look, I know we got one bad, bad man coming, not this year, but next in the 24 uh, class, and and uh, that's Mr. LeBaron Filing uh, from Baker High School right down here in Mobile, Alabama. So uh, I know that's going to be exciting. Uh, and and he's six three six four, uh, and he is just one of those cats that can get to the rim. He can shoot it from outside. Uh, he can do it all. His ball handling is elite, uh, and he basically took the the school that he plays for here in Mobile. I mean, he took them to the Elite Eight this year in the state playoffs, and dude was putting up forty one a game. Tried uh, to get him. Tried to get him on the team. Yeah, we'll man, he's AAU. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see him this weekend in Memphis. Yeah. I will see yeah. him this weekend yeah, in Memphis. Stud. Oh my God! <laughs> he is a stud, man. So where do you but think next year? Where do you think Auburn basketball will be next year as far as SEC rankings? Are they going to be middle of the pack? Do you think they'll be? You know, what? What's your guess? Man, um, you know, right now, because right now I have no idea because they're they're saying that that Wendell Green Jr. could possibly leave. He could possibly hit the portal. They're saying that Katie Johnson uh, is up in the air, uh, and and you're just gonna have uh, a complete overhaul. It looks like with uh, you know, is Flanagan gonna go pro? I think Flan might take that step because last year he went uh, he went to the NBA draft process. He played in the little summer league deal, got his feet wet. Uh, he averaged about 15, 16 points a game in that little process. The scouts loved him. And so I think Flan just might go pro. So Auburn might have a complete overhaul on the roster. And that is my point of uh, Bruce Pearl having to hit the portal. Uh, he's going to have to hit it hard. He's going to have to bring in elite shooters. Uh, and right now, I, it's just up in the air, man. Like, I, you know, I, I hope some of these guys stay. Uh, but then again, I'm excited to see what Bruce gets out of the portal because uh, if you if you can bring in some shooters, uh, you know, maybe he I, goes I after Caleb Love. <laughs> I, I, look, I'll be on. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I know the Caleb Love hype is real, but there was a distraction at UNC this year for a reason. And uh, him and R.J. Davis 
they didn't they said that the locker room problems and everything the locker room from everything i hear the locker room was the issue yeah and and so um, you know i know we put on that great march madness run uh, and and uh i was in new orleans last year to watch the national championship game uh and uh he's a hell of a player but something was going on at unc this year and and i don't I don't know if if Auburn is the place for Caleb Love. I think uh, him him being a Midwestern guy, I, I could see him at a place like Kansas State, or even if he wants to play in the SEC, I could see him at a place like Missouri. Uh, I think Missouri would be a really good place for him. Uh, yeah, could, yeah it, it would I mean, I think be. it would fit well there. Right. So It would be. I, that. I actually heard Missouri might be going after him uh, yesterday, I mm-hmm. think, actually. Um, but I, I just – Wanted to kind of get your take on it, and then if you guys are ready, we'll switch to some spring football talk. I'm uh, kind of inter- yeah. I'm kind of interested in some spring football talk with Auburn. Yeah. We got Hugh Freeze there now, new Auburn coach. Um, I, I, I got I got I got I got one one quick question. What's it like to see the head coach recruit? Mm, Something that man. you hadn't seen in the last two years, right? You know yeah. what? I, I, I'll, I'll be I'll be straight up honest with you guys, real quick off the top of off the top of the dome. Uh, that clown that we had as head football coach uh, before Hugh and and look, I'm I'm not gonna go lightly on him. He was a clown, okay. And and the things that come out of of him in the locker room and the way he talked to players and the way he treated them. And you know, one thing that I think we really uh, looked past was we had a player come out last year, all right, Kobe Hudson, our leading receiver, and he said, hey, I'm going into the transfer portal. And we're sitting here going, you know, like, why are you going to the transfer portal, man? Like, you are a leading receiver, all right, and you're just going to up and leave? So, of course, what does a fan base do? They get in there and they say, oh, you know, he quit on the team and, and you know, blase, blase and all that, you know. Right. Um, but we find out that Kobe Hudson comes out you know, a couple of days later, and he says, look, man, uh, where I'm from, I'm from the South, all right? And this dude, uh, he's from Idaho, all right? And he doesn't know how to talk to me, all right? He doesn't respect yeah. me, all right? And from where I'm from, we don't talk to people like that, and and that's not how we handle business. Right. And so from there on, I kind of said, I backed up and I said, you know what? Maybe this guy, there, there is something going on in the locker room. And then right. this year, it happens with Landon King, okay? Yeah. I was at the Penn State game this year, right? Landon King uh, makes one of the top 10 college football catches that I've ever seen right. uh, and and goes up and gets it one-handed, tucks it away, and gets taken off the field and doesn't play another down the rest of the game. I mean, and he so, had the, uh, the, with the one of the touchdowns or, or two-point conversions, whatever was going on in the yeah. Bama game as well. He had one yeah. of those late. Those late uh, grabs again. I think yep. it was a one-handed grab. He grabs it kind of back here. Yeah, you know. And, and I think he did it even in the spring game. I think he, he did one of those. He did. I, I was there, and I'm pretty certain I saw him grab, you know, a one-handed grab. He's one of those guys that just seemed to be able to snatch it out of the air, no matter yeah. where it was. He's so. he's a he's a freak too. Okay, right. he's he's a he's a freak of nature, uh, and and. You know, he comes out a week later and he says, hey, guess what? I'm going to save a year of eligibility and I'm going to enter my name into the transfer portal and I'm going to redshirt. 
right? So all of a sudden, I'm like, well, here we go again. You know, here's another talented wideout that is up and leaving. Like, what's going on? And you see you see coaches leave, like a Derek Mason, who was there for one year, and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, I'm out. All right, I'm going to take yeah, a pay he, cut. He just up and left. Quickly. That, one, that one I always thought was a planned – a plan and it still doesn't like it still doesn't look good but yeah. I, I always felt like it, that one was planned yeah absolutely and, and mike bobo all right he comes out and he says hey i'm going back to georgia and then the stories of the recruiting start coming out and <laughs> when i hear a head coach pulls up into a player's driveway and looks at the assistant coach and says hey go inside the house and do what you got to do and the offensive coordinator turns and looks at him and says, nah, man, that's not how it works. And I started telling people, I said, you know, the more I think about it, at Boise State, the man didn't have to recruit. Yeah, Boise <laughs> State sold itself. You if, you're, if you were in Idaho, you're going to get what you're going to get. You, and get, you get all the best players. And guess what? All the guys who didn't go to USC, Oregon, Washington, guess where they went? They went to Boise yeah. State. So right. he didn't have to. He didn't have to go out on the road and recruit, right? And I think he got swallowed up in this conference. And so you you move. Well, that's forward, pretty easy to do in the SEC, I would think. Especially with a guy who doesn't have any ties. He, right. You're not showing up to to. Well, and he'd never coached. In, he'd never coached any big time football ever before. No. So not just when you don't have any ties. You don't have any. Because I mean, even at Arkansas State, he's still the big dog as far as in that area. If you're not going to Arkansas, you're not going to Texas. I mean, you're in that area. That's a one and done type. Hey, let's go to Arkansas State and transfer out, or or Arkansas State was getting all the 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 players that had some sort of problem at some other school, yeah. and they were coming right. into Arkansas State, and Arkansas State was winning with you. You, you know, exactly right. You're, exactly it's kind of right. like what Jacksonville State is here in the state of Alabama. There was a bunch of there was a bunch of players that would leave like Georgia. You had like Crowell and some of yep. those guys that left Georgia, and they would play at 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 uh, at Jacksonville State, and Jacksonville State would win all these you know you know all these football games and even some titles because of again. You know, they were getting up these these players. You didn't have to recruit. Now, I'm not saying that Jacksonville State coaches couldn't recruit because that's where you saw the UAB coach come from. So, yep. I mean, those guys were playing for the UAB coach, so it's not – or, Thanks, or, or the former UAB coach. So Jay with it's, the fanboys. It's one of those that – yeah. So, it's uh, – you know, that that's a little different situation, but it's kind of sort of similar. You didn't have to go mm-hmm. get those guys – but at the same time, I mean, the one at Jacksonville State was actually going out and doing all the legwork for the other, the rest of the team. Whereas, you know, Harson maybe wasn't, didn't have to, you yeah. know, and didn't feel like he had to. And then, so when he's doing that job, the Boise State job, and then comes here, now he has to. He has to mm-hmm. fight tooth and nail to get every recruit. And he didn't do that. And it absolutely showed 100% on the field, off the field, everything. And, yeah. So, I mean. Well, so my my biggest question with this is, is so Hugh Freeze was a little controversy, you know, controversial hire and everything. And, you know, so how is spring football going with with Auburn? 
platform and has some of that controversy after the hire. No, I mean, I'm not real sure. I don't know. You're. I'll be straight up with you. Uh, I this is just me. Um, there was never any controversy uh, because, in my opinion, everybody deserves a second chance. Uh, I, I agree with that hundred percent. But but overall, there has been a little controversy over. It. Yeah, what he what he did what he did was wrong. It, it was it was it was wrong. But like I tell people, uh, this is just uh, straight up from me. This is how I feel with it. Um, he made a mistake. He had to sit down and look his wife and his children in their eyes, and he had to ask for an apology. He had to ask for forgiveness. And if his wife and his children said, we forgive you, that's it. It's, it's a mute point. It, it, it's what he did. He went, he went to Liberty, and he served his eight years, and he put it behind him in the past. And he deserves a second chance. Uh, and and uh, I think a lot of the fan base at first, I think they were upset. Right? I think a lot of the fan base also wanted uh, Cadillac Williams for what he did at the end of the season. I think he picked up a lot of momentum. And I, he did. Just, just my take. I think he is Auburn's head coach. And, after and then three. right before that, you had all the you had all the Lane Kiffin news. Right before all that as well. So. What was funny was the back and forth between Auburn Twitter and Ole Miss Twitter with the Lane that was, yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah. You had all that come out. You had all that for about – and then yeah. all of a sudden that went away, and two days later they hired Hugh Freeze. So, I mean, that's you know that's how that and, went. Lane, Lane, Lane was playing the long game. Lane was playing uh, Auburn against Ole Miss because from what I hear – uh, they had to get it approved because they didn't do more than four-year contracts. Right. Mm-hmm. And he wanted that extra year. Well, he also, Auburn, I think with that, they, there's a way to kind of sort of, I mean, like you can have a rolling, you know, extension every year, get another extension every year, get an extension. So I think he was doing something like that. But Jimmy Sexton was, right. was definitely oh, yeah. playing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you one thing about the Hugh Free situation. The reason why they're not saying too much is because Bobby Petrino is back in the SEC mm-hmm. and Chris Beard is in the SEC. Yep. And I'm an old Miss guy. And like he just said, what he did was what he did. You know, who, who are we to judge? He served his time. He went and put in some more work. So is Auburn Brass completely behind Hugh Freeze? Because I, I watched his Auburn guess, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm tell but you Auburn why, Brass has not been behind like some of their decisions over the last several yeah, years. Yeah, but this one, this is different. This one, I, this one, I, I think they I, were. I'm gonna more... tell you, I'm gonna tell you my opinion. I'm gonna get out the way. He hired Cadillac Williams and put him in the right position. He did. Him. He actually he kept ele- Cadillac, ele- and it was a great elevated, decision. He elevated him, and he knows the people around there. Wanted Cadillac to have the job. He didn't. That get was it. a great he decision. So Absolutely, those were the things he got. He got the fan base behind him. And let me let me digress for the Auburn guys. Look, I, look, I, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you guys. Like I, I said uh, just a minute ago, I think when Hugh, whenever he hangs it up at Auburn, I don't know how it's going to go down, 
But whenever he hangs it up, I, I think Cadillac Williams is the next head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. I honestly believe that. And as far as the fan base, you know, one thing it took for Auburn fans to completely forget about the whole uh, hiring of Hugh Freeze is when Hugh immediately stepped off the plane and he started recruiting. He got in an SUV with Cadillac Williams and Trevon Reed, and they they made a point from right there. He said, we will travel to every high school in the state of Alabama, and they did it. And that right there, for you to see a coach put in the effort, and for those – for now, look, they just they just got the, the number one running back in the state uh, from Andalusia, Alabama, Fat Burnett, uh, and, and he's a four-star. Uh, and so you're getting – top 150 guys and uh and so what the recruiting class uh the recruiting class for 24 i think it sits at like number 19 right now 18 19 somewhere in there so we were at 62nd in the 23rd in right. the, uh, 2023 class before he got there and i can tell you this if in my opinion they should have fired harson uh, at, at right after, I'll be honest with you, in the middle of the Penn State game, if I'd have been the athletic director, he wouldn't have finished coaching the Penn State game. Um, and and that is just my opinion. Uh, but Hugh, man. That was the third game of the season, wasn't it? Absolutely. And you get run <laughs> yeah. off the field by, by 29 points in Jordan-Hare yeah. Stadium. That should never happen. Uh, I agree with team, you. Uh, yeah, against a team who in the Big Ten and they're, they're constantly losing to Ohio State and Michigan and getting the doors blown off of them, uh, it was embarrassing. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I just – with Hugh, man, I, I, I honestly believe he deserves a second chance, and I'm, I'm glad he got the job. And, and, look, I'll be honest with you right here. If you're one of those people who are – you're still mad about Hugh being the head football coach, when Auburn's 9-1, 10-1 – uh, you know, nine and they two. Won't, they won't. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Don't don't then. come to Jordan Hare Stadium. Don't come to yeah. Jordan Hare Stadium and 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 screaming War Eagle and everything. If you uh, get them to I, nine I and one, it. Auburn fans won't care. So my only issue, and I was one of those that was kind of uh, against Q. Uh, and this is mine was never like what the off the off the field stuff was. Obviously, looked really bad. Mm-hmm. My issue was at Ole Miss, he never had a true inside run game, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And that was where I felt like it. if he develops that or he goes and changes to that, then you got Yeah, me. but keeping Cadillac but, Williams is, but, is a good but, sign. But they, you know, with all the offensive linemen that he had at, at, at Ole Miss and the running backs that he had at Ole Miss, it just seemed like they never went – you know, when they needed the tough yards, when they needed that that fourth and one or whatever, that they couldn't get it. Well, you got to make sure that he was going to do that. You got to remember. You got to you got to remember. He's a spread offensive type of coach. So it's good. And so, but I understand it. But he got the number one lineman to protect. He never did get that star quarterback. Remember, he signed yeah. the number one offensive tackle the number one defensive tackle, the number one wide receiver, and then he had a host of people around that defense. Now, I'm not going to say how he got it, but he got it done, right? Bottom well, line. It's legal it now. <laughs> no, it no, wasn't yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my issue. It's legal now. 
Yeah. Once he got it done. But if you think about it, you're not going to line up and play smash mouth football against George. You don't have to play smash mouth. You just need to be able to do it when you need to do it. If you can stay in <laughs> front of if you can get a if you can be second and six, second, second and five, then you can sneak a run in. He's gonna sneak a run in. But man, you yeah, got to gonna pass. Run you oh, got to pass. Man, I, I get people. it. I, I, you got well, to keep it. Cadillac Williams is a pretty good sign, if you ask me, when it comes oh, yeah. to the run game. And he destroyed the portal uh, for the, for the offensive line, which is probably uh, something the that biggest weakness. To be yes. Done. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. That was that was all so, the biggest weakness. Just got a question here. I put it up on the screen for you about the scheduling, the three guaranteed teams, the three uh, rival teams, or whatever you want to, with with SEC. This would be after next year. Again, they um, haven't actually but, gotten it completely settled. And no, they haven't yeah. really said it yet. Um, okay. I'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, there's yeah. at least two opponents that Auburn knows for sure. Probably that's going to and that's going to be Bama and Georgia. Yeah. Um, those are those are two opponents that that that's Auburn cool. knows for sure out of the three. The third one is kind of up in the air. Some people say Vandy. You know, um, you know, it's kind of up in the air. The third opponent is is what I would say. I hope they don't. Isn't that right, Blake? That is correct. Um, So, look, I'm I'm a fan of this, and and I've said it multiple times. I'm a fan of Oklahoma and Texas joining the conference. uh, Not only in football, I'm a fan of it in baseball. I'm a fan of it uh, in basketball. I mean, I think. The SEC, I mean, let's be honest, they were already the greatest conference uh, from top to bottom. Uh, we all know yeah, that. Yeah, but you go you go sport by sport by sport mm-hmm. when you get them in. I mean, you can talk about softball, women's basketball. You can just go down yep. like sport by gymnastics. sport by sport. Gymnastics. That's right. Um, you know, track golf. and field. <laughs> track and field. Golf, I mean, yeah, you, you right. can, you know, you can just go golf? down the list. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. You, you can go down the list. And, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, and and it, the thing with Auburn and uh, in the in the three games, like you can't you can't leave Alabama and Georgia off the list. Or we have to play them. Them are we know they're must they're must haves. Uh, and and in my opinion, I don't want to see Vanderbilt. I know a lot of Auburn fans say, oh, well, I want to That's see That's what I told break. John. We had this discussion the other day, and John was like, well, you know, they're just putting – and I said, why Vandy? I mean, it's just not – like, Auburn don't play yeah, Vandy. I mean, I think we were That's getting left a, Vandy is what happened. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't understand the whole Vandy thing. You give me you give me either Mississippi State or Ole Miss, uh, one of those. Well, yeah, two. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of yeah. older contention that's going that that's saying what about Florida and have the entire old A team because that was yeah yeah, that's yeah, the, they, yeah the older contention was going after that just like with Bama the older contention is looking at Mississippi State or the new younger ones were looking at LSU as being the third uh-huh. the third one for them because they have us and then they would have Tennessee. And again, the older the older crowd for them was saying, "Hey, Mississippi State's right down the road. Yeah. We we should be playing them." And then, you know, the the newer crowd that 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 uh, you know wants to keep the rivalry with having Saban, a former LSU coach, get the LSU. 
Mm. And then anything else after that is, you know, kind of a, you know, split between, you know, you're splitting between small. I told the guys the other day, I don't like the whole Vandy thing on the scheduling. I don't think Auburn Mm. and Vandy should be on the schedule together and play every year. It's just like, I just don't agree with it. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily something that you would want to see. You know who holds the, uh, the all time record in that series? Vanderbilt. Are you talking <laughs> Auburn and Vandy football? I am. I yes. am. That's Vanderbilt. sad. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Now they've only played what like three or four times. times. Yeah. 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 Something yeah, like yeah. yeah. And it was and it was like way. Well, back then that's why in, I said, the, why yeah. on earth would Auburn and Vandy be considered a rival game? I mean, that's like that's yeah. that's horse crap, if you ask I me. I mean, why is Ole Miss and Vanderbilt a rivalry game? I don't know. It's not. But it happens. It's not. It's not. not. It's not. <laughs> but that's it their. That's not. their. That was their. That was their east-west <laughs> like the crossover game was. Yeah. Man, South Carolina it, and Texas A and M is that a rivalry game? Some, 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 somebody feel me because I don't. I don't. I don't claim to be the smartest guy in the world. But why is the SEC even considering doing something like this? I. I. I I'm still alone. Why can't we just realign the conference? And then they're not, Jason. They're not keeping there. the East and West, man. I, me and you, we had this discussion yep. on a show I, one night. They're they're I they're doing know. away with it. Yeah. Why? So, so here, this is the best thing that uh, that I can lay it I out. I don't like so, it either, but so last year, all right, LSU wins the West. Okay, so they they were nine and three. They had two SEC losses with a loss to Florida State to open up the year. All right, so, um, you know, th- they play in the SEC championship, and and uh, and uh, you had what? You had Auburn 10-2. I mean, Alabama was 10-2. Yeah. You had Alabama 10-2. and two. They lost to LSU, so LSU went over them. But then over right. in the East, you had Georgia, and then you had Tennessee right there. That was the other two-loss team. Uh, so I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to just blow the divisions up and like basketball, you put everybody in the same division, top to bottom, and the best two teams, the top two teams, play well, I mean, in the SEC championship. If you really think about but, it, I but, mean, when you're, when you're Blake, talking about the last, like, 15 years, when you're talking about the last 15 years, I mean, the West had the top two best teams. I mean, in, that's true. In, yeah, until, George, until Kirby got Georgia going – there wasn't anybody in the East that was worth a damn. Yeah, Blake, what you just you said, had- though, about lining up the teams, okay? Mm-hmm. So what happens when you have three two-loss teams that are tied in that second spot, okay? They'll and have, have because – Wait, no. And because they Same. don't play each other, mm-hmm. because they won't necessarily play each other every year, what happens if you have three teams that haven't played each other? How do you break the tie? Most likely. What do you do? Opponent. Have a what do you do? BCS point system and break the tie? I mean, how do you break the tie? I don't understand. Point that. flip. Yeah, it, it's 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 com. It, it'll be common opponent, and uh, and the Big Twelve does it right now, and and I, love I just it don't like it. It'll be it'll be common opponent. It'll be uh, your. Um, Victories against 
you know, kind of weighted victories against teams that you played that were outside the conference too. I mean, you'll see, you'll see that too. So like you're playing. I don't know. I'm, I'm just not played, a big fan of that. When, when you got tied teams like that, that and, you know, and, and then you got teams that get left out that don't even get a shot that were right there too, the whole season. And what happens when we had divisions and you had just a loaded West? At Arkansas, least the divisions, Auburn, LSU, all the teams Alabama. played each and other. Only one team, only one team got to go. <laughs> Y'all want to know? But in a division, yeah. all, all the teams played each other. Yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is is that Auburn, Alabama, LSU, and Arkansas, two of those teams should have played each other for the championship because. Mm-hmm. The Georgias and the Tennessees and the Floridas sucked. And you had teams like South Carolina or Missouri or a really, really crappy Florida team, you know, make the championship. Mm-hmm. So well, I, that, that's what it is. So. My, my thing with why they can't restructure the uh, divisions is – so you have Oklahoma and Texas coming in. So obviously they would be in the Western Division. So who are you going to put in the East? Alabama and Auburn? Because geographically, that's I already the way it said lines it. Up. I already said it. Yes, that's who you I would, would put. You would in have this. to put. You'd have to put you Alabama and Auburn in the. You would put Alabama and Auburn in the East. Missouri over there, in and, the, in yeah, the and you would take Missouri out, put them in the West, and put Alabama mm-hmm. and Auburn in. That's how you do. Absolutely. So here's my thing with that. Here's my thing with that, and. I've, I was told this uh, uh, by my grandpa back in 2004 uh, before he passed away. He told me, he said, he said, son, he said, let me tell you something. He said, the Southeastern Conference is ran by six teams in the football side of things. All right. It's ran by six teams, six programs. That's Alabama, LSU, and Auburn. And then on the east, it is Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee. All right. So if you take Alabama and Auburn and move them into the east, what do you have? You have Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Florida Alabama, Alabama, Auburn. Auburn. You have yeah. five of the six teams that run the conference in football in one division. And I think the but SEC – That would that be and, the old school SEC division. But it's cannibalism. It, it, they would eat each other alive, and the SEC can't have that. They they just can't yeah. like that. They, they would all five be over there in that in that Eastern Division, and they would just beat up on each other. And the, the SEC is smart. Let's like they know what they they know what they're doing. That's true. Slavin and Sankey That's true. are very very smart yeah. individuals. So I mean, they know what they're know, doing. Slav was before he passed, yeah. and, and Sankey now. So and 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 let me tell you this: with Chris Beard getting a job for Ole Miss basketball. All right, everybody's like, oh, well, what he went through at Texas and everything. All right, like I said, the SEC is smart. They know what they're doing. All right, the SEC's goal is to take over as the as the best basketball conference in America, and they're yep. slowly trending Absolutely. that way. All right, and yep. so you add a Chris Beard at Ole Miss, and you got Hello, Gates at Missouri, and I yeah, mean, you know, and so the yeah. SEC's smart. They know what they're doing. They're not going to knock themselves out of contention. So, right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So it still didn't really. So have you have you seen or heard anything about spring football that's going on right now? So, how things uh, are going or progressing for the for the next year? 
I had Ike Jones from the War Report. Uh, he come on the podcast the other night, and uh, we really broke down spring football. Uh, what the media gets to see, they get to see about a twenty to twenty-five minute window. And uh, Ike Wait, uh, gets that much? The, I thought it was. I thought it was less. Uh, Hugh Hugh's a little lenient. Uh, oh wow! Cool. Yeah, uh, and he also let them. It can't be recorded, but he gets. They get to talk to a couple of players. Uh, you can't uh, really write anything down. You can't record anything or anything like that. Uh, but right. but it, he Hugh he said that Hugh was a little lenient uh, on on you know some of that stuff. So they get a window that they get to go watch. And uh, okay. Mike G come back and, and one of the scrimmages and said he pointed out at the quarterback position, which is a huge huge problem Question. at yeah. Auburn right now. Uh, right. And he said that Holden Garner. Uh, has taken a step as, as uh, possibly quarterback one. Uh, he said that T.J. Finley and the team has responded uh, to him and uh, him not transferring after everything that he went through last year. Uh, and Robbie is a little beat up right now. Uh, Shoulder right. is uh, yeah. aggravated. He's been having he to sit out a couple of practices. And, um and out at the receiver position, I asked Ike the other night, I said, you know, that is one of the biggest concerns with me uh, is is at receiver because I've always felt the past couple of years Auburn hasn't had that go-to guy receiver. And that was, one of the, that, that was one of the biggest things with Hugh, man, is you look at his track record at receiver at Ole Miss. And, you know, I mean, you can just go down the list of all the dogs that he's put uh, in the NFL while he was at Ole Miss. And so uh, you got guys like Omari Kelly and Jay Fair and, and Javarius Johnson uh, and Camden Brown looks to be that big physical presence on the outside. Uh, he's just a young cat, but they're really hoping that he blossoms into that 50-50 guy that can, that can get down the field and go up and get the football. Uh, so, you know, and we all know uh, the 27 in the backfield, uh, Jarquez Hunter is a freak of nature, and right. we know what he's going to bring. Uh, so, uh, I think the offense has a little ways to go. Look, they're learning a brand new system. Okay, so when you hear people come out, like the lady for ESPN come out today and said uh, that their receivers look sloppy and everything, they're learning a brand new system and they've had nine practices. Okay, so uh, you know, let's. I mean, I would expect I would expect in the fall and August and whatnot that you may have it, you know, down a little bit better because they will have. While coaches aren't out there, they will have the summer to yep. run through a lot and get the quarterbacks acclimated with receivers and, mm -hmm. and anything like that where they can do their their side work without, you know, coaches being there. So, yeah, you was talking and, and, about know, Robbie and, not being healthy. Can Rob can Robbie stay mm -hmm. healthy? Man. Good question. Robbie. Can Robbie get his completion percentage over 50%? I, I think uh, – look, he's a freak athlete. And do I think he's going to start at, at quarterback? Probably. I, I, I'm not sure if that's the way – you think he starts at quarterback? Because I'm not sure if that's what Philip Montgomery wants. I, 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 think, I think he is more of a push the ball down the field, uh, RPO guy. Uh, and, and I know he wants to take shots. And I'm not sure if that fits Robbie Ashford's game. But well, so, Robbie took but if shots you're, last year. 
I haven't fully transitioned in my head with the way Auburn's offense is actually going to look like because they have hired Hugh Freeze now. Like Auburn, this is a total – like Auburn's not – you know, they they normally don't play that way um, too awful much. They don't throw it down the field. They're more of a pound you back, you know, run run down the throat type team. Um, And I haven't really gathered, you know – my mind to to what they're really going to look like yet um you know ashford for everything that that auburn has always been i would think would be and has the uh skills left to do it i would think a good quarterback for auburn with that said now that they've hired hugh freeze and you're talking about a spread offense then maybe not I mean, the only hope yeah. that Robbie Ashford has is Malik Willis at, yep. at at Liberty, and that's that's really if if you can turn him into somebody that could, you know, and and honestly, Malik probably was still that player at Auburn, but Bo, there were a lot of other things that were coming along with Bo at that time. Whether Daddy. it was yes, Daddy. so you had Patrick, Daddy. and you had. I mean, so you had the politics with Bo, right? You know, my dad with, played with Auburn, so I that, you had, that you had somebody that probably could still throw it better than Malik at that time, or had mm-hmm. the look of it and the height, and again, the politics behind it to 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 take mm-hmm. over, and that was what kind of killed Malik at, at Auburn. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Malik was, you know, as poor of a passer as what what Robbie has really shown to be. I mean, he just can't. He he cannot consistently hit that that mid range pass. The because he's a baseball player. Correct. It's kind of like what Gabe Rose looked like when he was out there throwing, and what Josh you what Josh. Uh, uh, Jesus, I've completely forgot his last name. Uh, Sullivan. Josh Sullivan. Yeah, when he backed yeah. up Jason Campbell, he was he was yeah. a baseball player as well. So yeah, and you know, look, Robbie, man, he's a heck of an athlete. I'm not saying he's going to just come in and sit the bench, all right? right? Because they're going to put him on the field. You're going to see him out there. But Auburn's going to run. A, they're going to run a lot of three and four wide receiver sets. Uh, they're going to. I fully believe that that Montgomery wants to throw it around the field. And I would put Robbie on the field as a receiver. Yeah. I would yeah. see what I mean, happens. They're gonna find they're gonna find ways to get the ball in his hands, yes. and uh, because I, I don't know, have any of you guys ever seen him play baseball? It, it's, so I it's, knew that he, uh, I, I knew that we really wanted him when he was coming out of Hoover High School. As, as with that guy. said, I'm gonna kind of switch this to baseball as yeah. we are speaking about probably. Yeah. So I knew I knew <laughs> that he was that that uh, who that that we really wanted him as a baseball player coming out of Hoover. And I don't think Auburn football was going to allow him to play baseball. I don't know exactly what the deal was and that, like that Oregon was going to let him play. So he went to mm-hmm. Oregon. Um, and then of course, obviously everything kind of changed over at Oregon. So he came back to Auburn and then elected not to play baseball, I guess. So, yeah. Um, absolute stud. 
Right. I mean, yeah. uh, the dude can absolutely get after it on the diamond. Uh, he, he is he is a freak out there uh, playing baseball. So uh, I know Robbie will be on the field uh, this fall. So, Well, right. so I'm going to switch things up. We're going to run out of time if we don't. Yeah. I want to make sure we get in some Auburn baseball. Baseball season mm-hmm. is currently going on and still has two months to the uh, – SEC uh, champion, you know, the, the tournament um, for baseball. Mm-hmm. We are two weeks into the SEC play. Um, and uh, where where do you think Butch Thompson's team is sitting right now? And <laughs> and where are, they, where are they headed? Where do you think they're headed? I think they could be headed to uh, really big things. I think if you get a Joseph Gonzalez back yes. – then you could uh, very well find yourself uh, – look, I'm not going to say competing for a regular season title or anything like that, right. uh, but you could find yourself uh, as a uh, as a host like you did last year for a regional mm-hmm. if you do get Gonzo back and you get this uh, bullpen kind of figured out. And one thing I think that is really holding Auburn back right now is you're missing Gonzo, so you're having a Tanner Bauman having to start on the weekend, right? And he's a relief. He's a he's a middle relief guy. So all he's going to throw you is two and two thirds. Right. He, you might get three innings out of him. Uh, so you're having to eat arms in that second game of the series, and then by the time you get to game three, you're out of arms, and that's why you see Auburn Especially give seventeen the in the eighth inning. Which is why tonight was an amazing performance by, by, yeah. by Drew. Uh, why, I just went Drew Nelson, Nelson Drew because Nelson. he just yeah. threw a complete game, seven inning game, and yep. they got the they got the, the, the necessary 10 runs uh, for, for the 10 run rule to save every bit of those arms this, you know, for today because of the fact that they threw so many in the eighth inning on, yep. on Saturday. So, and, and and guys, like, not only that, like, go back and look at the midweek. Go back and look at the midweek game. Yes, you had uh, like John Armstrong having to come in on a Tuesday night uh, against the Georgia Tech team and and things like that. Man, like, um, you're having to use guys like Chase Alsup and and. Uh, these guys, like with Tanner, man, having to start, it really throws a wrinkle in right. in your in your rotation. Yes. So if you can get Gonzo back, then then you can have you can have Tommy Vell on Friday, Gonzo on Saturday, and then you can fall back on the true freshman and have Crotchfelt there, and hopefully you get four to five innings out of Crotchfelt, and then you have your stable bullpen there well, so for that game. It really it, is. It, it, it's it, it it's pretty much all bullpen. about pitching, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. It is 100% pitching because the Because, I mean, Auburn, the, the, Auburn's <laughs> offense has been really, really good. Right. I mean, they, they, they've been pulled a couple of times. But for the most part, that offense is going to be there. But if you're going to rely on that offense, you're going to rely on eight, nine, ten runs a game, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to get that. You're not going to – you cannot sit there and completely rely on – eight to ten runs so you have to have every single game and gonzo is that linchpin even though he is a sinker baller pitcher he is is he gonna is he gonna get back i mean is he gonna get back it's he's still a month out it looks like 
he's still you know three to four weeks yeah. away from possibly getting back I, so that would leave three or four weekends of sec play left it would be all there would be something like that yeah they can they, they'd have to be able to kind of find their way like they need to they need to sweep the two mississippi schools they yeah. it, it, it is almost a must they they couldn't sweep georgia they got close they they were able to they they, they again they were running out of pitching on georgia the georgia one inning i mean just you, demolished yes, them. but up until that inning up until that inning they had brought it they, they were down i mean they were fighting again because of the fact that they have lack of arms and that they were having to throw what they were throwing on on uh on that final game they were having to play catch up on yep. saturday and they nearly did it but the arms ran out so speaking of pitching when, that one inning was almost like they they had t-ball they were sitting on the tee and they just was <laughs> well it, it ended up being something like this uh it started out with the inning with the umpire squeezing the plate so yep. They were the, the pitchers were nibbling on the corners, they were living on the corners, and they they were 50 50 whether they were whether they were balls or strikes. Okay, mm-hmm. then so he's walking players, and anytime that a pitch did get center cut, it was hit. Yep, and it was hit. The defense it was getting just past the shortstop, just past the second baseman, diving for the ball. I mean, they were just a step off of being where mm-hmm. they were. I mean, you're looking, again, baseball is a game of inches. This is exactly what it was. A fraction of an inch on on on, on the pitches, and you may have a one, two, three inning, and there is nothing wrong. Auburn comes up to bat at the bottom of the eighth. They take a lead. Boom. Game over. And, and Auburn wins and sweeps. But they were a fraction of an inch off the plate. They were mm-hmm. a fraction of an inch beyond the 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 shortstop and the second base gloves, and then all of a sudden, now the pitchers are missing heavily out of these. Mm-hmm. Out of the zone. They were throwing everything because now they're throwing more pitches than they need to, and it's like you're you're seeing just fatigue up there, and they're throwing, you know, now five six inches off the plate, and then they would center cut one, and then it's out of here. Yep. Come on. Grand slam, three run bomb, whatever. There it goes, and there goes all your. There, there goes the, the game right at that point. And you also have the one play at the plate that could have reduced all this. And that that play was absolutely atrocious. I don't understand the call. It, it was an obstruction play. They they basically just said that the catcher was in interfering with the path to the plate before he had the ball, but the ball took him into the baseline when he went to go get it it took him into the baseline and he was still getting the ball while the while the runner was about three feet out away from him so he had the ball when the runner got there so therefore he is not obstructing again call goes against auburn and the flood waters opened up and that's when everything went south yeah well, so John, that, you that's what you're looking at. said you said you think that that they would have to sweep Ole Miss and Mississippi State. So, yeah, you, but if you look at the West, just hang on okay. a minute. So, if you look at the West standings, mm-hmm. you know, 
the top two teams are, are four and two. Mm-hmm. And yes. you guys are at two and four. And Auburn's sitting at two and four. So you're but I'm not you're only I'm not two games out. I'm not, I'm not looking at the standings in the West because what you really need to get is you need to be above five hundred in the SEC. You need to get yeah. a magical fifteen wins. If you can't get to fifteen wins, you're you are going. You're only on one game, game below five hundred. You're two and four. So one one more of those games, you're three and three. Correct. And right. again, looking at that Georgia game as to why, like we needed to sweep again. What what uh, Blake was talking about needing Gonzalez would have kind of changed the dynamic of the bullpen. It, it may have it may have helped that happen. And then you've got you've got to go in. You've got to sweep the the two Mississippi schools. That gets you six wins right there. Then you need to take two out of three from Bama. That's eight plus your two that you have. That's ten. And then if you're getting one from Florida, one from LSU, one from South Carolina, then you're at thirteen. If you can get to fourteen, you've got a prayer of making a regional. You get to mm-hmm. 15, and you're pretty much a lock yep. for a regional. Right. And yep. then anything above 500, and you're fighting for you're fighting for hosting at that point. Yeah. yeah. So it, it yeah. is that it is that small of a window, but you've got to get up there. And the only way to do it is you, with the Mississippi schools being as bad as they are, Auburn has to take advantage of it because Mississippi State does not have any pitching. Auburn no. must absolutely smash them. That's a fact. They have to do it, and 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 Ole Miss. Oh, I think that beat Ole they, Miss I think the they thing. at least have to series at, at the at the least. I mean, but, yeah, but you sweeping can't just them win these, is something that they need. Series, you can't just win those series. You have to go and sweep them. That's yeah, that but they could go. They or, could go five and one. Maybe not four and two, but they could go five and one. And be all right. I think. Yeah. Well, then, then you're relying that they've got to win the series against LSU, Florida, yeah. South Carolina, which are teams that are going to absolutely have the pitching to beat Auburn. Yep. And yep. South Carolina has what leads the country can in home runs. Smash. They can they smash. smash the yeah, they can. Yeah. And you Florida have, can you too. Have, you have Florida who has a pitcher yeah, that Flor- can absolutely Florida can too. Rate. Yeah. So not only is he going to crush yeah. you on the mound when he's throwing on Sunday, he's also going to be I dropping know. bombs on you. Yeah. I, I, just a couple of days ago, he yeah. had 17 home runs and 20. Yeah. The yeah. Florida guy. I, can't, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Caglione. Jock yep. Caglione. Yep. That's his name. Caglione? Yes. Jock Caglione. Okay. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. So. Yeah. I just told you <laughs> with pronunciation. So, <laughs> Blake, I got you, man. Blake, I, mean, I can't it. mess just that up. To, listen to the product. <laughs> nah, that's an easy one. Yeah, yeah, man. I can't mess that up, man. <laughs> but anyway, the, so so the the pathway the pathway for baseball is they need to sweep the Mississippi schools. Yep. They, it is a it is kind of a, it, it's a must do. They need to do that. Yep. You know, they didn't need to lose all three against Arkansas. They needed to take at least one from Arkansas. Sweet Georgia. They did need. They did schools. need to at least take one from Arkansas. I would agree with and that for sure. Yeah, and they didn't. Yeah, and you want to know why they didn't? Because good pitching shuts good hitting down. Right, and, and that's they uh, had the better pitching. Didn't travel. They had better pitching, yeah. uh, and and yeah. uh, 
and you their look Saturday, at, their Saturday guy had thrown a complete game the the week before, and then you know shut Auburn down pretty much for the most part. You know, yeah. on, on that day. It's it's all about pitching, man. So uh, Auburn's just got to get healthy. They got to get healthy, and and the Auburn has a they have a dilemma they got to come to in the oh, lineup. Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. You, you got to figure out can Nate Larue figure things out at the plate? I don't know if he can. And 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 I tell people this: look, he is probably the best defensive catcher in the SEC. But that's only maybe even in you. the country. He's that he's that is damn good. That is true. But, but that's only going to take you so far. Correct. All right. And you have other guys in the lineup like a Cooper McMurray that is back healthy and he showed what he can do tonight. Uh, and, and you have guys uh, like Ike Irish. You can't take him out of the lineup. Are you, nope. So you're going to put him at DA. You have, to, you have to invent ways to get him in the lineup. Yeah, and, and Chris Stanfield, he's come on as a freshman and he showed us what he can do. So what are you going to sit him? Because he's hitting better than Nate LaRue. So with Ike being able to catch, my only thing with that is, is you can't, I can't catch every single game because you lose man, him at the plate. Exactly, you're gonna because lose him at the legs, plate. His legs will have fatigue. It's yeah, the same right. thing. I mean, like, look, you we didn't catch a who who was the uh, uh, who am who am I going with? It's Williams, the last name Williams, uh, the guy that we had the last couple of years. You remember who I'm talking about? Are you talking about yeah. uh, the yeah. right fielder? Yes. Stephen Williams. Stephen Williams. There you go. Because he came in as a catcher. He came yeah. in as a catcher, and uh, Auburn already had catching at the time, so they put him out in the outfield. Put him out yeah. in uh, in in uh, right field, uh, and then by the end of his career, he was catching, but he wasn't catching every day. Mm-hmm. Couldn't because otherwise you were going to lose. You were going to lose his legs. You were going to lose yep. his bat. And Ike Irish is the number thirty nine freshman overall. It, you know, coming in and, you know, a lot of people thought he was going to go to the draft and, you know, he, he made it on campus uh, coming from Michigan yeah. and he, uh, he has been tearing it up, actually hit his second home run tonight. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he's one right now. He is, he's one Soto without the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is it you I've been talking with that, that that's been yeah. that's been that's been discussing that? Absolutely. Show me the side by side photos, and I went and pulled Absolutely. Juan Soto photos and it's freaky, Irish photos and said, "Here they are." It's and, freaky, and it it <laughs> yeah. they look exactly like, and he is he is Juan Soto without Juan Soto's power yet, mm-hmm. because he's starting to get it because he's hit one, he's now hit two, he will probably have about eight. Before the season's over, I think he's going to be around an eight home run. Maybe he gets ten. Uh, if they get to go into postseason, he may get ten at that point. But I think he's going to end up with about eight. And I think next year, in the next two years, he's going to have, you know, pretty pretty decent power numbers. You're going to start mm-hmm. seeing. But right now, he's hitting for average. He is willing to go the other way. He is going from 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 baseline to baseline here. Uh, he really primarily is from gap to gap. Yep. But there are several times where he's going right down the third baseline as a right hand or as a left-handed hitter. And yeah. so that is that. It, and again, it looks exactly like Juan Soto when he does it, that, that, that it swing is uncanny. I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about it until you said it. 
yeah. and then I went and looked at it and I went, Oh my God, you're right. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. So, <laughs> but guys like, look, if you're an Auburn baseball fan, you just got to be patient for real. Mm-hmm. It, it comes down to being patient. Uh, you you got to see how things play out here. You need to take one from Florida. I'm not going to sit here and say you need to go take two because that's just kind of being unrealistic. Is that who and, they play uh, this weekend? That is at, they're, they're at Florida. At, in, yep. in Gainesville. Yeah. But here's the thing. I've seen them go to Gainesville and take a team, you know, take two yeah. from Florida that was much better than the Auburn team that went down there. So yeah. it's not like it can't happen. It's just unlikely and not something yep. that you need to be like hanging your hat. You're gonna have that's to have better pitching because why, Florida that's, Florida's been hitting. So, oh yeah, and that's yeah. why I've been that's why I've been saying you've got to sweep the teams that are bad. You've got yep. to go in and take care of business, or otherwise yeah. you're not gonna have the win total at the end of the season that you need in order to get in. You'll be relying oh, way too heavy on the SEC tournament, which Auburn hasn't really shown that they can win those games because they'll come That's in a as a, you know, having to play the play-in game or they're or they're two and done if they actually mm-hmm. make it beyond that 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 four team will play in area. Yeah. So I mean 100%. Mm. Yeah, but I, I think they're set up. They're set up okay, and and uh, it all really just depends on Gonzo, man. So mm-hmm. uh, I think Auburn's in a great spot uh, with the baseball program, uh, and and. Uh, so I, just be patient. Just be patient right now. Don't don't hit the panic button as a fan and right. get on social media and and start flying off the handle. Do, uh, I mean, yeah, when, when they the gave up seventeen in on one inning, media. I was just when they, when they gave up seventeen, I just was like, well, that's two thousand sixteen Florida Georgia, uh, the, the Georgia game. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was a 24 yeah. seven game, and I was like, well, that went bad. Well, that I, went south really quickly. <laughs> Blake, we appreciate you being with us tonight. I'm going to kind of wrap the show up here. Um, We uh, digging into all things Auburn. So uh, with with Blake Lane from the Uptempo podcast, um, I'll let you plug anything else that you got. And if you want to plug anything else, I know Belly Up Sports, Belly, I think your podcast is. So if there's anything else you want to, uh, you know, plug or whatever, do that now. Yeah, uh, if, if you can, just uh, go over to Apple uh, Podcasts and, and Spotify and, and give us a five-star review. Go check us out over there. And if you could, go uh, check out the YouTube page at the Uptempo Podcast. Uh, we just recently kind of moved over there, and we've put up about 20, 25 episodes on YouTube. And, uh, and we're really starting to kick things off, man. And and I'll tell you what, I do cover a lot of Auburn. Uh, I recap every uh, baseball, basketball, football game, but I also bring on uh, the Auburn beat. Uh, yes. I, I bring on I bring on the Auburn beat, uh, the War Report. They they've been on twice. Those guys, they're inside the scrimmages and stuff, and and uh, they get to talk to the guys uh, behind the scenes, uh, and and they get to ask you freeze great questions, uh, and then. Uh, I will be going around to other schools in the SEC and getting their beat writers on to talk a little uh, football from them. And I'll even I even go outside of the SEC to Notre Dame, Ohio State, Miami, USC, uh, and and I get those guys from the beat out there, uh, and I okay. get them on the show. So 
uh, yeah, just give us a follow. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, uh, guys, I really appreciate you uh, you having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man, we appreciate you being with us, Blake. So, yeah, yeah. everybody that, you know, that's that's watching our show, we encourage you to go on and and check out the Uptempo podcast. Yep. Thank you. All right, man. Blake, have a good night. Y'all too. Enjoy it. (laughs) Well, that was fun, guys. Get in here. Slide over. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was. It was. Yeah, we appreciate Blake being on with us. Um, I, I've got to close this up pretty quick, so I'm going to try to get to a couple of things here real quick. I've got a prize picks. Um, you can double your money, uh, initial deposit. If you go to prizepicks.com, you can uh, do CSCast for a promo code. That'll help us out, and you can double your money up to $100. So if you put down $50, you will get $100 to play play with. Put down $100, you get $200 to play with. It's a daily fantasy sports, and you can help us out here at College Sportscast by doing CS Cast at the same time of doubling your money. So we ask that you do that. And then we've got the Home for Our Troops. Home for Our Troops is – um, the nonprofit organization that we are asking everyone to give to for uh, Defend Boys, and they build homes for injured and wounded. And you can get to them at hfotusa.org. And then coming up on Thursday night, we are going to have Jim Dunaway from the next round right here on College Sportscast. Yep, Jim Dunaway from Next Round. You can follow them uh, at Next Round Live on all the different social medias. So Jim Dunaway from the Next Round will be on with us on Thursday night, and I'm actually going to go and sit in on their show Thursday. I won't be on the show, but I will sit in on it. So So we are super excited to have Jim Dunaway um, he's done some Nick Saban show stuff in the past. Um, they they were on uh, Jocks 94.5 for a long time, and now they have their own show um, the next round, and we're very, super excited about having him on. So we appreciate you guys being with us, and we will see you guys Thursday night with Jim Dunaway. Jason, you have a good night, man. All right, man. You have a good night. Good show.